When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Standing on the North Bank. This is a Swansea City podcast from Wales Online. Matt Davis and Andrew Gwilliam with you as ever today to discuss all things Swansea City. Um, obviously, first place to start is the Riverside, uh, Andrew, and what on the face of it looks like a very, very decent point. Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's too much wrong with the point uh, up at Middlesbrough. Um, you know, they're one of the favourites for promotion. Uh, going into the weekend, you know, they had a perfect record at home. Um, you know, and be and not any points taken off from at the Riverside, and I think looking before the game, you know, I think they'd only lost two of their previous sixteen sort of like regular season games, if you like, not playoff games at home, and they they were to Wolves and Fulham, obviously, you know, two of the outstanding sides in the division last season. So, yeah, you know, I think Swansea were well worth a point as well. You know, I think um, you know Middlesbrough did have periods of pressure. Irwin Wolder had to make a few saves, but. But by and large, they were saves you would expect him to make. Really, yeah. um, you know, I thought defensively, Swansea were very, very solid. We were having this discussion earlier on in the week. Two points from a possible nine mm. they've had. On paper, perhaps not fantastic, but if you take into account the injury problems they've had, the opposition, I think it's, it was probably more of a, a good week than a bad week. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think you know. Ultimately, I suppose you know points on the board are what it is all about. So, as you say, two from nine, you know, obviously not a spectacular return. But I think if you were to look at aspects of each performance, you know, the, the defeat to Stoke, I thought Swansea were particularly unfortunate there. You know, the winner is offside, um, and in the opening half hour, thirty-five minutes, I thought you could see a lot of the patterns of play. The, Graham Potter's looking to put into in place and and there were opportunities where you know just to maybe more clinical edge and you know, they could easily maybe have at least got a point. Um, you know, Nottingham Forest not not a great game, neither side really having the quality in the final third to to win it. But you know, I think you know, Forest, Middlesbrough, Stoke, before the season began, a lot of people would have had them as Automatic promotion contenders, and I, th- I think certainly in the case of Forest and Middlesbrough, people still will have those two sides down as automatic contenders. So for Swansea to come through a week like that, you know, be competitive in all three games, and could easily have had more than their their two points really. So you'd like more out of it, yeah. But I think you're seeing enough to show that they're capable of being competitive against all comers in the division. Goal scoring is an issue, though. Yeah. No, no goals in the last in the last three games. Um, you've just done an analysis piece on the last three fixtures. Um, yes, again, we go back to in black and white. No goals scored, but there are signs that they are moving in the right direction. Yeah, I think so. It's not. I don't think we're in a situation like we were twelve months ago where. Swansea struggled for goals, but it was almost as much as anything because they were very cautious in their approach. 
um, very much a sort of you know let's make sure we don't lose yeah rather than let's go out and win games um, you know I, I don't see <coughs> I don't see a side that's lacking positivity or a side that's not looking for ways to get at the opposition uh, it's just those little bits of decision making and composure in the final third when they create uh, good opportunities and I think you look at the Stoke game in particular of the three games of the past week where just just that split second to pick your head up and have a look at what's around you yes. rather than just have a preordained idea of you know this is what I'm going to do and I think the outcomes could be different I'd be you know, it sounds a bit of you know, managers say this all the time. It sounds like a bit of a cliche, but I'd be more worried if Swansea weren't getting into positions yeah. where they're threatening sides. They are doing that. They're just missing, just that little finishing touch, if you like, just that you know the, the right weight on a final pass, picking the right option out. And I think those are things that those are things that'll come in time. You know, we, we are you know we say this quite a lot. We, we are talking about a rebuilding job. Trying to bring in, bring back a philosophy, an you know, on-field philosophy that had served the club so well. It's not going to happen overnight. Uh, and I think we've seen enough this season in games where Swansea have scored goals. I'm thinking particularly of the the games against Sheffield United and Leeds, where you can see they can be effective. They're just having a little bit of a run at the moment where it's not quite clicking. But I think the ability is there for them to score goals. You know, I mean, obviously the sooner the sooner you get back on the goal trail the better but uh, I think there's enough there to say that it'll come it'll come in time uh, one area where, where they haven't got problems though is uh, is in defence mm. the second best record in the league but behind Borough um, which is you go back to the summer where they where they lost four of their central defenders and you just think well this is a, a, re- a remarkable uh, achievement uh, in some ways, yes, and in other ways, not. You know, I think if you look at the back four, three of them were regulars. Well, not regulars, but three of them played certainly played Premier League football last year. Yeah. Olsen and Van der Horn were regulars, and Roberts had his run in the side towards the end of last season. So, although those ones were relegated, you would hope that three players with some decent Premier League experience behind them should be good enough in the championship yeah. and they and, and they have proven to be Roden has been well not not a discovery I mean he's been he's been the coming man for some time but he's he's had his opportunity because of what happened in the summer grasped it with both hands played superbly well and you know you, you look behind them you know I thought Nordfeld started the season well but he gets injured and Mulder steps in and you know he's been he's been absolutely fantastic so they've got a really solid foundation there and I think it's a bit again. This is a bit of a cliche, but you know, you build you build a house from the foundations up, and I think one of the first things for Swansea will be that they are difficult to beat. They're a frustrating side for opponents to face, and they've got a good framework. You know, they they're not easy to break down, um, and you know, the, we're nine games in now. You know, it's not nearly a quarter of a way into the league season, and to have the second best defensive record in the league is no mean feat really so I mean I, I just think that's very encouraging as if they can get things right at the other end of the field then there's potential there to start picking up points in multiples of threes rather than multiples of one yeah um, we 
we haven't seen a 90-minute performance from, from this team yet. I think it, that's probably understandable. They're still trying to work uh, their way through through Potter, Potter's methods. Which which game would you say would be the closest complete performance? Would you, would you say it would be Leeds? Yeah, I think it would be. Yeah. I just thought... I think so. Although, you know, so we're talking about defensive record and, you know, they conceded two that night. But I just thought in terms of the overall picture of how they want to play yeah. that's probably the closest we've seen it probably had the leads you know they're quite an open side they are themselves prepared to commit men forward you know under Bielsa that sort of all action all energy style that he likes but you could see that night when it clicks together they're going to be a very dangerous side um, it's just about being able to produce that over a longer period you know I thought I thought the first half hour at Stoke Swansea were, were very good and I thought the first 20 minutes against Middlesbrough they were very good it's it's about sort of developing those passages so that A you make the most out of them when you have them and B being able to extend them so that instead of it being 20 minutes here 30 minutes there it's maybe 45 minutes yeah. and then an hour and you know your, op- your opposition will always have spells in games it's inevitable no one you know, very rare for a side to have 90 minutes all their own way. Yeah. But if you can develop that, again, we're only nine games in, let's not forget. I think if you develop that over time, hopefully we'll start to see results pick up and just that bit of momentum. I just think that that's probably just what's missing a little bit at the moment is there's plenty, I think there's plenty of areas where Swansea are in credit in terms of what was expected of them this season. But obviously, one, you know, it's one win in seven. Which is the sort of thing that, you know, just sort of stymies you a bit. You're going along okay, but you're not quite hitting your straps, for want of a better phrase. You know, I think it'll come in time. It's going to take a bit of patience, but obviously, you know, QPR this weekend would be, you know, to get three points there would be a real, real boost. You know, just with the international break now, not so far off. Um, I wrote something earlier on the week about um, Swansea City's best starting. 11 when everyone's fit and I managed to get through it quite quickly really mm. um, I think that just shows that most positions are, are nailed down but there was an area which which you picked up on as well where we're just not quite sure what is the or who really should fill in those those berths yeah. and that's the, that's on the two two wings I mean you can We've, we've argued before about Jefferson Montero and the and debate about the, the merits of him starting the game or, or coming on for those sort of 20 minute bursts but the other flank is pretty much still up in the air I think the only position where perhaps Potter has uh, a debate in his own mind uh, Possibly I mean I think you know, the biggest thing about a best starting eleven is that you, it's an ideal where you don't have any injuries with Swansea, you know, I haven't had much fortune on that yeah. score so far, it's fair to say. Um, <coughs> in terms of the wingers, um, I think the thing with Montero is that because of his injury record, and obviously he's, he's out injured again at the moment, is, you know, how, can you safely put him in the side and start him regularly without running into difficulty? Mm. Well, that's the headache there. I don't think, don't think the issue there is his talent or the threat he poses to, uh, to, to other sides. Um, and I think beyond him, I think everyone who's played there has had 
good parts and bad parts. That goes back to the 90-minute performances and, and yeah. no sort of player is completely nailed down. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the shirt, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, you look at Barry Mackay, you know, superb on the opening day at Sheffield United, did good against Preston. But he's been one of those players where he's on the periphery of games, it feels, for quite long spells. And then he'll suddenly get a sniff of something and come alive and make something happen. Um, which, if you're a supporter, is is quite frustrating, really. You know, you want someone who's sort of always involved and always alive and alert. And yes. he does seem to drift a little bit. You know, Joe Soros not really picked up from a, an excellent pre-season where he looked really exciting. Uh, I think the physical aspect of the championship is something he's still adjusting to, even after his sort of half a season playing for Sunderland. You know, Routledge and Dyer have only just come back in, having not featured at all. Yeah. Um, you know, Connor Roberts did well when when he played there, but he's he's the first choice right back. Um, you know, again, Selina can play there, but clearly playing as a number ten, he Swansea's attacking fulcrum. I thought George Byers did did okay there, played well, did well there against Stoke, but again, would you rather involve him more centrally? So yeah, those pieces in the puzzle they're difficult to piece together at the moment. I think it's 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 just. As you say, it's not quite as easy to know who you'd pick there, really. I think if you look at the rest of the side, on form, you know, Mulder picks himself. The back four picks itself, you know, even though I thought Carter Vickers played well at Stoke. Leroy Fur, captain, is clearly going to come back into that side when fit. I think Matt Grimes probably keeps his place with the form he's shown. Obviously, Ollie McBurney is your, your striker because they're... You know, I know Courtney Baker Richardson's back from suspension this weekend, but you know he's clearly first choice. And Selena's in, and Selena would be most people's choice as number ten, or if not buyers. So, as you say, the the outline of it when everyone's fit, I think, is 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 becoming clearer. But those two wide slots are still very much up for grabs. You know, they're waiting for someone to really put a stamp on them. You know, yeah. the, the, the Jefferson was obviously unfortunately injured. Uh, even if he was fit, there. Uh, you don't really know whether his best role at the moment, and, and obviously managing him, and whether he's better off the bench. Um, anyway, um, who do you think you'll go with at the weekend in those two Ooh, wide areas? Nice easy question there. Um, I think Mackay. I think you'll stick with Mackay just because he just does have that ability to make something happen, even if he drifts in games, you know, like against Forest drifted through it a bit but if you looked at it there were two or three occasions where he suddenly skip away from a yeah. defender into space and all of a sudden Swansea are off to the races so I think I think you'll stick with Mackay I mean the other side the other side really difficult to know yeah. um, you know I thought Routledge did well playing up front at Stoke which is not really a role he's accustomed to so he was quite intelligent in how he handled it, and I thought he did okay at Middlesbrough. The the guy the guy I think is really interesting is Byers, because you know I think he he has been highly rated for a long time. He's had to wait and watch a lot of his under twenty threes teammates step up. He's finally had his chance. I thought he was really good at Stoke, and I thought he was very unfortunate to come off at half time on Saturday, and that was. You know, tactical as much as anything else. I don't think that was a reflection on how he'd performed. 
and he's making a strong case to be included somewhere. Now, whether that's on the left-hand side with a bit of freedom to tuck in, yeah. or do you move him to number 10 and do you say to Selena, you go and play it wide because he, he maybe wing is a more natural fit for him. So that that interests me, really. I, I, I kind of feel that Bayer's has shown enough that he's worth... Well, more than worth persevering with, but where do you fit him into that structure when Selena's been the number ten? Yeah. You know, do you, do you trust him to play on the left of a three? Quite possibly. I mean, it's a good it's a good thing to have um, for for Potter. He seems to be well, hopefully, welcoming back some of the, the walking wounded for this yeah. weekend anyway. So hopefully, Chilina and, and and Fair will be back available um. I mean the other question for the weekend is you know Fur is captain and I think everyone would agree that a fully fit Leroy Fur makes a big difference to that side but you know Kyle Norton's done really really well playing in that position you know someone who's had all manner of criticism including from us you know it has to be said but he has done well and you know if you're Potter you're probably thinking well you, you know, you have to reward people for where they yeah. play well, don't you? You know, otherwise, you know, you, you can lose pe- you can lose players if you don't reward them when they're doing well. But it's a tough one because your captain's back and yeah. he's going to be one of your best players. A certain case of horses for courses, they you know playing at home against QPI, mm. you might go with Fair and, and Grimes, but a, a tougher way day, you might bring in someone like yeah. like um, Norton back into that uh, that midfield department. Um, right, let's move on slightly. Um, Angel Rangel back this weekend. It'd be strange seeing him in a different yeah. coloured shirt. Um, you've spoken to him. Uh, is he looking forward to coming back? I think he is and he isn't in some ways. Uh, I think it's going to be weird for him, isn't it? You know, you've weird spent for, weird for everyone. Yeah, yeah, for everyone. You know, eleven years at the club. You know, three hundred seventy-four appearances, two promotions. League Cup glory, European football. One appearance in goal. Yeah, one appearance in goal with a clean sheet yeah. <laughs> while he was on the pitch. Um, and I think someone who will go down as one of Swansea's finest servants or one of Swansea's finest players. You know, he'd, he'd be up there in the argument for being, you know, as a contender for the best right back the club have ever had. Um, and. It, it'll be so strange to see him lining up against Swansea. You know, I'd imagine you'd probably have to make, you know, remind himself to turn into the away dressing room rather than go his usual way and turn right when he comes down the corridor, you know, in, into the tunnel area at the Liberty. So I mean, yeah, str- strange day for him, but you know, I think we all know he's a, you know, he's a good professional and. You put, I think you put all the emotion of it to one side until after the game. But yeah, be a bit surreal. How has he enjoyed his time at uh, QPR so far? Yeah, very much so. You know, I, th- I think you look at. I mean, it helps that he came in on the back of them having a you know the seven goal hiding at West Brom, and they've won three and drawn one of the the five games that he's played for them. So you know that that's always going to help when you come in and you, you help a side turn it round, and. I just get the sense from him that he just feels it's a bit of a, a new lease of life, really. Uh, much as he didn't want to leave Swansea, you know, a place that he's 
you know he's lived for so long and your family and family and kids obviously still living here but you know 11 years in one place without familiarity you know sometimes just to just to try something different can make it can you know just give you that new sort of perspective on things and I think that's definitely happened for him you know I think it's probably been good for him to you know, a case late in his career, but expand his horizons a little bit, if you like, have a different experience, different club, different teammates, manager, stadium. And I think he's really enjoyed it so far. And, you know, and given that, you know, lest we forget, you know, we started the season without the club. I think he's just incredibly grateful to have had the opportunity and he's desperate to make the most of it. I mean, he says in the interview that, you know, he, he would be speaking to people in the summer. And the feedback he'd have from a lot of people was that basically, well, you know, you're, you're too old, you get injured a lot, you know, you're, you're, you're finished. And he's, the start he's made a QPR, I would suggest he's, he's far from finished, you know, he's made, a, he's made a really good start then and played well for them. Absolutely. Um, so let's move ahead to the, to the, to the game this weekend then. Um, QPR obviously had an awful start to the season, but they seem to have put together... Um, a few results in, in in recent weeks, although they did lose, I think, to to Blackpool last night in the Carabao yeah, Cup. Yeah, to Norwich at the weekend. In the but league, yeah. wait, should this this could should be really an opportunity for for Swansea to perhaps uh, kick on, um, get that win underneath their belt that they've that's eluded them over the last uh, few weeks, um, and hopefully get back on the goal scoring trail. Yeah, I think you know ideal. The ideal outcome is that you know Swansea say win two 0 or something like that. You yeah. know, get some, get a couple of goals, get the confidence up, put three points on the board, and you know ahead of another busy week. Then obviously with the away game at Wigan and the home game at Ipswich to follow on the back of them. So, you know, no disrespect to QPR, but after three tough games in a row, and I'm not saying this will be easy. It won't be by yeah. any stretch, but this does have the feeling of an opportunity to. You know, put put a marker down in the win column, just to re rebuild a bit of confidence, put a bit of momentum into things. Um, you know, the international break coming up. You know, I think a, a couple of wins in the week ahead would send Swansea into that break. You know, in pretty good heart, I, w- I would imagine. Absolutely. Okay, well, we'll have all the uh, reactions to that on uh, on Wales Online. Um, just to let you know, you can get all your Swansea City news uh, on the site um, and on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Swansea City Live and search for us on Facebook. Just um, I think it's Swansea City uh, Online. And, and we'll be back with you next week. Thanks. <laughs>